Hey everyone, this is Nick Castle, better known as The Shape, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And Greg, I'm right out of your window. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that strives one day to live and reside above a bar. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're going from the horrors of the highways to the wonders of the water mm-hmm. as Shark Timber returns and we start things by getting giant-sized with 2018's The Meg. And whether you've owned a pair of Air Jordans or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Statham hole. Uh, And if you uh, find yourself in the the chum, that is social Mm -hmm. media, uh, you can, uh, I guess, bait the waters. Doggy paddle with us. Uh, We're out on Twitter. We'll get to Pippin. We'll mm-hmm. get to Pippin. Uh, we're out on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and shenanigans. <laughs> and this episode is releasing on Friday, September 2nd. If you live in the Kansas City area, just head on over to screenland.com where they're going to have your just just indoors and outdoors. No, 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 no longer. No, and virtual. Just virtual at this point. Just yeah. virtual, that's right, because it was the... the Romeo and Juliet closed uh-huh. it out. Yep. So it should be noted that uh, as this episode is releasing on Friday, September 2nd, uh, we are going to be back in person at Friday mm-hmm. Night Frights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were not there this last Friday when uh, Repo, the genetic opera, played. Right. But film family member Chad kind of did like a uh, man on the street reporting thing. Yeah. Where he's like, there's a lot of people here. And he's like, there's some cosplay going on. And he's like, he said he had, uh, he got blitzed, but not mummy blitzed. Okay. Now, for anyone that was at the mummy screening, JT, you know what we're talking about. But he said everyone had a really good time. Good. Excellent. And speaking of a good time, uh-huh. the reason we weren't at that Friday Night Frights. Oh, it was fucking rad. Slash we, and Bash was a hoot. We were at the Slash and Bash Film Festival up in Topeka. Mm-hmm. Dare we say making memories? Yeah, absolutely making memories. Making some very cool memories. Doing some very, like... Low key, cool shit. <laughs> well, it was it was very, it was you like you said it was low key. It was very intimate. Um, we saw a lot of familiar faces, uh-huh. uh, film family members out there. Heather, uh, we saw that our friends from Atomic Cotton yeah. were out there. Casey Horror Club, that, representing uh, out there. Regina and Chris were out there. Yeah, and we were lucky enough then to do our normal kind of shenanigans. Sherry and James, yeah. We had um, the Todd Sheet players were there. Well, and what was fun was. We did have a table there. Mm-hmm. We were able to do a little man on the streets reporting, going mm-hmm. back to that via mm-hmm. the table. But we got the chance to talk to a number of people, including Todd Sheets, mm-hmm. a Friday the 13th alumni member who we're not going to say yet, but was just such 
a just a fantastic, a wonderful human being. Oh my God, it was wonderful. incredible. It was incredible, and 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 others, and and wonderful others. Well, we talk about the memories made. You had a chance to run the Q and A, introduce uh, the Grizzly Two screening. Mm-hmm. Now that let me repeat that, Grizzly Two, <laughs> which was, from what I understand, kind of. Frankenstein together. It was hella Frankenstein, but it was it was wonderful. It was it was what you wanted in a goofy, low budget creature feature of the eighties. And it's built around the fact that you've got is it Charlie Sheen? Yeah, Charlie Sheen, Laura Dern, and George Clooney appear in the first five minutes, and they're dispatched. They're technically the red shirts. First five minutes, but then you get this other film, and and then. Lo and behold, one of the character actors is another one of our favorites, and I got to run the Q&A. So when you had a chance to talk with one Deborah Foreman, and anyone that knows the show knows your love of a little film called Waxworks. Waxworks. Waxworks is the shit. I, I, okay, so when I ran that, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay away from Waxworks, right? Because one... I don't want to get creeps of nostalgia already because... And it was playing next, actually, as it was. Right, right. And so I was like, I'm going to save the Waxworks questions for later. And then I've heard things and stories and research. And so I'm like, I'm just going to save it for the Q&A for Waxworks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask about general questions about things like this. I really wanted to ask about April Fool's Day. I did a little bit, but like... Because like, yeah, it's... You've got a connection with that I movie. I love April Fool's Day. But at the same time, I loved Deborah performance. She's so good in everything, and she's so pretty, and she's still so pretty. And what's wonderful is she's just very approachable, and she's so nice. Yes, and she's such a sweetheart, you know. And she's and she's like, okay, yes, I can see you are the girl next door, even though you were a Maybelline model. You know what I'm saying? She's just a genuine sweet person, and she relayed this this little comment to you and you came basically it was like you were floating back to us with this just like grin and it's like what happened yeah she said she said that i did good i, I had a good interview <laughs> questions and that i had a lovely voice and you had good like good energy good energy and she says i brought good energy and i'm like right and i'm like I almost was like, would you like a closer look? Like, because I wanted to go in the waxworks again, right? But I was like, well, I thank you, Miss Foreman. I really appreciate that. That was an honor. And, like, you know, I told her, like, meeting her was because uh, she's Deborah Foreman. Mm-hmm. I, I love April Fool's Day. I love waxworks. I saw that movie twice in the theater. I love waxworks. So, like, yeah. Anytime I meet a wax, like, if, if I ever met Michelle Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She'll listen to what she wants, when she wants. And the bad thing is she was in a tumwa. I know. She was in a tumwa. She was right there and like, gah, and then boom, 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 right? Ah. That's why we avoid the birdies. Ah. (laughs) But no, we had a blast. And then the fact that a number of great films happened, we had a chance to premiere, the premiere uh, screening of tapehead, yeah, it was, it was, a, and there was, and, and you know what? The uh, some of the people in the audience went out and bought the DVD right afterwards. So fucking righteous on to the fucking three B so, guys. Yeah, thanks to Chris who had a, Chris Daniels had a chance to do a little Q and A with him as well. It was just, it was, it was fun. It as you said, it was kind of recharged. You did it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt like this is good. You know, because I not I I miss cons. Mm-hmm. I missed like you know. 
doing stuff like that. And plus, like, it's cool to step away for a little bit, you know, sleep in a different bed, eat different food, you know, it's cool. You Did you have a, did you do the breakfast buffet? Oh, fuck yeah, I did a breakfast <laughs> buffet. In fact, <coughs> we need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> In fact, um, just coming off the after effects of the said breakfast buffet today. <laughs> so, like, no, fucking, of course. Well, uh, vacation tip, wherever you're at, if you can find a breakfast buffet, one of the days you need a breakfast buffet on a vacation. Well, the best part at that hotel, at the very same time there was the Slash and Bash Film oh, Festival there was going the on. There festival going on. There was a dog show. So in the thing, there was all these doggies and shit, and they're running around and like, we're, and, and shit. We're, but, yeah, we're, yo, literally, we're pulling into the hotel and the, this entire convention center and just dogs, as far as the eye can see, right? with people pooping on the outer edges because that's where they were instructed <laughs> it looked like to poop. A, it almost looked like a Renoir painting. You know, like just Sunday at the park, but everybody, at Sunday at the dog park, just everybody with the hotels and fancy shit, but they're all like groomed to the T oh. and they're all just done up formal, and they but they're have, all taking a shit. <laughs> and that's what greeted us. And then by the time we got to the front, you had them all, they had these like specialized transports yeah that were like nicer than my house well and as we were leaving they were doing some of the competitions where they would throw the frisbee into the water and then they would try to the they long jump, jump out. competition yep so like i was like holy shit they're having a good old time i kind of want to go and see the dog show it was well just i rode the elevator at least two times with some dogs and each right. time they're like oh no they love to be loved and it was it well, was wonderful. See, it was wonderful. Three out of four times when I ran into dogs, they were like, "Yeah, cool, you can play with the dogs." But sometimes, like, oh yeah, of course. And I was like, "Okay, cool." I just that, but I always ask for permission first. Right? There's etiquette involved. Right? There's etiquette involved. But the bad thing is about one more story about the dogs. The bad thing about the dogs. I was telling you this off mic, but so we're all staying at the dog hotel. Everything's going fine. These two dogs. It starts to rain. These two dogs are coming outside. Lady's got the whole headband on. They're gonna in the rich they're gonna brave the, the rain. The headband with the light? With a headband with the light. Interesting. Right? So one dog is taking a fat shit, the other dog is pissing, right? And like all of a sudden, as they're midstream, for lack of a better term, kaboom! Just a big old thunderbolt just happened. Boom, lightning thing. The dogs just kind of perked up. And they're like, "Nope, we're done." And they just kind of got up and they like walked away. And like, like yeah, the 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 master was like, uh, the the tramp owner was like, whatever. The the parent was like, "Yeah, we're done." And then they go in. <laughs> but at the same time, you hear boom, another thing throughout the hotel. Roar, 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 roar. All these dogs are freaking out, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so then. So then, like, finally, like, it's, it slows down. Ba-boom. Slows down quickly. And then the third time, all the dogs are cool. Oh, but that's... that happened about 10 o'clock. About 12.30 in the morning, or 12.30. Ka-boom. And then, like, it got quiet after, like, a couple of seconds. But then, when <laughs> there's always that inevitable two dogs. But every morning at, like, 6 o'clock. Yeah. You just hear it almost to the high, like, we all got to go out. We all got to go out. It was almost like a mass piss time. So dogs, kind of like cats, have their, their routines, mm-hmm. and you cannot break them. But honestly, that makes me so thankful because Charlie is not a barker at Thunder. It doesn't really bother her that much. So hearing that makes me happy. 
I didn't stay with you guys. I actually came home to Charlie, so I think I avoided something there. But, uh, no, again, thanks to Keith and everyone involved at the Slash and Bash. And also, special shout-out to one of our fellow film family members, Arthur, uh-huh. showing up, which was great to finally meet him as well. Yeah, exactly. Any any one that loves Grease 2 as much as me? We're cool writers, my friend. We're cool writers. Well, going back to uh, Friday Night Frights, we're going to be back. And what a film to come back to. Uh, we saw it at Panic Fest uh-huh. originally. We've done a Shutter shout out on it, and it has some surprise squiddly diddly. Yes, it does. Uh, we've got uh, Stephen Kostansky's and Jeremy Gillespie's The Void. Mm-hmm. Basically, if John Carpenter made a Hellraiser, you take your favorite parts of Hellraiser, throw a bulb, throw a little bit of JC in there, and then you got The Void. And it's all practical, and it's fucking wild. It's fucking crazy, and it's got a very you know what? I would also throw in a little bit of the beyond in there. I'll just say this. Uh, as you know, we always put together uh, vintage trailers for each film. You're going to get a taste of Carpenter, mm-hmm. a taste of Fulci, uh-huh. and a taste of Barker. Yeah. Whatever flavor it is, it'll work for you. But then looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright, and this is what I'm really looking forward to, as it's one that was new to both of us, with at least within the last two years. Yeah. And it's by a filmmaker who is a one legend. Very, and also on the was always on the cusp of dangerous with his filmmaking, mm-hmm. just in terms of how it was shot and what he was doing. Uh, but we're going to be watching Larry Cohen's "God Told Me To." Yes, this one is again. We said it probably the last one, but a masterclass in guerrilla filmmaking. Some of the scenes that he does, there is no fucking way in hell that can they do that you, again no you get arrested immediately immediately while you're trying to set up while you're trying to block it let alone an execution and this is also like old school 70s new york yeah it's dirty new york it's the best new york should we break out the beaded oh, curtain? we have to make a for any larry cohen movie we have to break out the beaded curtain and it's got um richard lynch at his height of ghoulery I think I it established the initial grant where he was able to launch his school of glory. Yeah, exactly. It's one of my biggest surprises of it was I had that Rick Dalton moment with Richard Lynch, as we did with Alligator 2, Yeah, which was a very nice Richard surprise. Richard Lynch? I guarantee it's going to be creepy. I was like, all right. And I can say the same thing about this fucking movie because this movie takes some twists and turns. The whole fucking premise alone is wild. And I'm not going to say it plays better if you were raised Catholic. But it does. It does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Now, the other repertory screenings that are happening the weekend of September 2nd, uh, another sadly um, in-memoriam screening and basically kind of piggybacks off of uh, The Godfather that recently played, uh, but Michael Mann's Thief Mm -hmm. with the late, great James Caan. Mm-hmm. which is one I watched for the first time as part of the I've Seen That Challenge. Have you seen this one? Mm-mm. It's really good, really measured. Uh, but there's a scene with James James Caan in this adoption center that it's another one you couldn't really do today based on his language and everything. Uh. It's very raw. It's very real. It's one it establishes a lot of like Michael Mann's style uh-huh. that you see in like Heat and Manhunter. Check it out if you can. It is well worth your time. Uh, Now, one is another one that's playing that I'm not familiar with is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I've never seen that, but I know bits and parts of it. I I believe, um, oh my God. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Virginia Woolf. That's the one where Virginia comes down 
and she chases one little pig into the house of straw, and then she play, chases the other pig into the house of uh, bricks. Nope, nope. No. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. We'll leave that to the people that enjoy those that that particular film. And I, I but no, um, hold on. It's got Elizabeth Taylor. Thank you, genius. Classy. <laughs> well, no, it's it's. I'm I'm going to try to check it out because it's one film I haven't seen, and yeah. I, I, I like the content. But then there's also going to be a double feature of now. This is a Kiki's Kiki's Delivery Service in my neighbor Totoro. Yes, I fucking love Studio Ghibli. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I fucking love it. Mitsuyaki movies are fucking magical and so i haven't seen them all but i've seen a great deal of them and i love each one of them i've seen kiki's uh, but and i've seen ponyo um but my favorite because i think it was my first and it was probably i was introducing my brother to i'm like hey this movie looks suitable for a young kid right sure and so i put it on and i'm like this movie is great and he's like this movie is great right and so that's one of the movies that we've bonded over at a, a young age because there's a uh a big age difference between us so I didn't, I didn't realize that that's really cool yeah so my neighbor totoro is fucking rad i love my neighbor totoro they're both i've seen that for me oh you should check them out like they're uh, they're um really nice stories mm-hmm. and they're just really gorgeously animated i mean they call him the uh disney of the east for a reason he's it's amazing i think it's the same reason i always feel intimidated going into anime mm-hmm. just because it's just so rich and layered and there's a lot of it so but the good thing about his his movies are always standalone mm-hmm so there, it's not like recently, and I'm not trying to throw shade at anything, but the new Dragon Ball movie that just came out, it's like breaking records mm-hmm. and shit. I didn't see it because I, there would be no way I would know what the fuck is going on. I yep. got the general gist of it, but like I used to watch Dragon <laughs> Ball before it was Z. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It, but the thing about it is they showed on uh, 62 all out of order. So, And that's just, it's intimidating. But... Um, Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service are easily acceptable. I mean, uh, accessible to get yep. into. Perfect, and they're usually like less than ninety minutes. Per, I, I'm planning out quite a few first time screenings mm-hmm. this 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 weekend, and one that I've already lined up with you is going to be a first timer for you. I'm excited for this one because, like, I've seen scenes and I heard nothing but good things from you. Well, and Adrian. Oh, yeah. Well, And I trust your guys' opinion. And I was lucky enough to see it with Adrian the first time at Screenland, but uh, we're going to be taking in Rise, War, Revolt, RRR. RRR. And I'm afraid I've... I'm really afraid I've overhyped it for you, but I know you did react well to the first couple scenes, mm-hmm. the level of brutality, just the inventive choreography. Plus, I liked that dancing that I saw. Holy so, shit. Like, it, I'm always down for singing and dancing. And just here's the thing, though. It gets crazier. And let me just say, there's going to be a, a great Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome thing that happens that's going to make you probably cheer. All right. All okay. Right. Again, I'm afraid I'm overhyping it, but I just, right. I have a lot of faith in it. I have a lot of faith in it. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I probably will be at least both of the screenings. That's how much I love this film. And I do believe uh, Adrian is going to be my plus one that evening. So nice. yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Now, of course, um, 
that's a lot of good stuff happening that that weekend here. Um, so if you are about and about, we'd love to see you out. And of course, if you uh, would like to help support Screenland, uh, again, they're a mom and pop local business, very much established here. Number of ways you can do that: uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com, where they have a number of films you can rent from them directly. Or, of course, you can become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst the many perks, we do offer a little movie watch party called The Shutter Shoutout, mm-hmm. of which we did indeed watch both, finally, Alligator and Alligator to the Mutation. Uh-huh. It was walk the plank goodness. And it was a nice journey because Alligator we were returning to, Alligator to the Mutation was a first-time first watch. And you will... Do the Rick Dalton throughout the credits of there's, who is revealed in there's it. There's some genre favorites, and you're like, hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. I definitely know that guy. And, like, who is that hobo? I know that hobo. The hobo, you have a Jason sighting. Uh-huh. And the, the, head mi- the headmaster of the school of ghoulery. Richard Lynch himself showing up. It was fan-freaking-tastic. And Joseph Bologna is, like, El Solo Lobo. Uh, but if... We had a blast watching it, and uh, those are available to view on Shutter. But by joining the film family, you're going to have access to the customized pre-show that we put together. Uh, introduction by Genius and myself. Customized trailer for each film. And the post-film discussion. And our next one is going to be happening on uh, the 24th. We're still establishing TBA. what... TBA. Yeah. TBA. There's a number of things that we're looking at. Uh, but if that sounds interesting... Head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, if we're talking Patreon and film family. Hey, pallies. <laughs> we also have our own little film family gathered at Patreon. And I wanted to give a special shout out to film family member Julie Holland. And more importantly, the Carnage Report podcast. Uh, her and other former guest uh, Nick Spacek have put together its bi-weekly and that focuses on new horror reviews and new horror news. So it keeps you recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just the interplay between the two of them uh, plays out really well. Because they're both fucking rad. Love them to death. Yeah. Love them to death. Uh, but they gave us a shout out on the last episode. Uh, they were talking the movie Glorious. Uh-huh. Uh, that is currently streaming on, you can view that on Shutter. Uh, that one is actually directed by Dr. Rebecca McKendry. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? Not yet, but it's on my list because I know it's about talking glory holes. And so, like, <laughs> you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. And especially when the uh, glory hole voice in question is J.K. Simmons. So it's. Yeah. And it's also like 79 minutes. Is he like, uh, so I'll do what you want, but you got to bring me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Huh, or like better dude, than than that than his character in Oz. This is a glory hole. Bum 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 bum. You know my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> glory hole whiplash. But they had a great conversation regarding <laughs> glorious. Uh, but head on over uh, to the Cinepucks podcast network, where actually shit, uh, Justin and Liam from the horror business have been guests here on the show. Nice. Uh, no, they have a number of really, really good podcasts out there. So I wanted to make sure to give her a shout-out, and it should be noted, at her uh, film family level at the I've Seen That, she can hear my thoughts on Idris Elba's Beast, which is... I still want to watch it. He punches something, he punches a line in the fucking face. It is incredible. I, when I was watching, I, I was by myself in the theater. It's, it's kind of a bummer because it would have played wonderfully with a crowd. Yeah. 
but I got the same feeling when I watched Crawl uh-huh. in the theater practically by myself. Crawl was the shit. Like I wish I, w- I watched it at home. I wish I watched it with somebody else. Like when Beast comes out, I think that's one I want to watch with you because that looks like one that I'm going to be like, I'm going to want to say, man, that's fucked up or like something crazy, you know, because like some movies I'm like, OK, it's going to be rad in the theater. Mm-hmm. Some, But some movies I'm like, I want to see it with like we're at home where I can yell. I'm hoping one day this is like one of those weird brag like, yeah, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, because I'm just afraid it's it'll find its eventual audience when it streams and hits the physical media. Uh, but no, it was a blast for me. Now, of course, then. We also have our thoughts on the recently released Prey uh-huh. that is streaming on Hulu, which, given what we just watched here, dogs still having a stellar year in 2022 and in 2018. I hope horrors learned its lesson. Ah, No need to kill animals that don't deserve it. Now, That's if right. it's like, like a monstrous dog or if, a mutant cat. A yes. revenant bear kind of style. Right, yeah. right, right. But no, if you are a fan of Predator, trust us, check that out. Now, uh, if you would like to have access to that kind of stuff and more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Uh, come join our film family. And yeah, we've actually in, we've got a lot of good stuff. In fact, uh, our, uh, anyone that's on the other time, another place, tears will have access to the maximum overdrive commentary. Uh-huh, it'll, it'll entertain the hell out of you. I did not Maybe. make a, I did not make a widow out of you, genius. <laughs> you were good. You were good. <laughs> But no, this is actually kind of great. We um, In the month of August, we spent the entire month on concrete. Mm-hmm. In four wheels. Where nothing, we, if we look down, we are secure. Yeah. We're still on kind of the XY axis uh-huh. for the most part. Mm-hmm. But we had a blast last year uh, dipping our toes in the water. Yeah. Because it's safer on screen than it is actually in the water and like in any wilderness you will never find us in there i will never you will never find me in the ocean too far deep but that being said you will find us in front of a tv watching uh-huh any kind of a shark exploitation movie it's fucking shark timber and we went we had a nice journey with the first shark timber and uh-huh. it's it's a bummer that it's taken this long for us to kind of do these thematic months but I've enjoyed looking forward to them once we get through the initial. Because we went through like Jaws, Orca. Uh-huh. Cruel Jaws. <laughs> oh, God. Cruel Jaws. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> We're going to kill a shark. Kind of. I really was hoping for a leg drop on the ja- yeah. on the shark. We never but got it. We got dolphin and seal shenanigans instead. Yeah, we got the Jaws 3 portion of it. Seal shenanigans. <laughs> and we even did a commentary for Jaws. The revenge. Wait, did we did? Oh boy! Hello. Can't blame that on Rio. No, we can't. So when we realized this is going to become a thing, uh-huh. we immediately looked forward to the next year, and there were definitely a number of films that I was kind of like, I really, we're going to do that one. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, we're going to do this one. But there was definitely one I think we agreed on just because it's fun. Uh huh. It features uh, a character actor we don't actually get to talk to very often uh-uh. on the show, uh, and it's got a giant freaking shark. Giant fucking shark fucking shit up. And, and it's, again, it's not that it's rare, but when we're talking like genre ones, especially big budget, multi global. 
blockbuster release. I mean, this guy, it's Jason Statham. He's at the top of his game. He's fucking Jason Statham. Let's start right there with the Jason Statham of it all. I fucking love Jason Statham. Love him. So I think the assumption is for most people, our first exposure primarily was through Guy Ritchie films. Mine was Transporter. Transporter? Oh, uh-huh. wow. Okay. Yeah, in the theater, and then I backtracked into more. I also saw the transporter in the theater. That uh-huh. is the one with the giant oil scene. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm like, this dude is fucking rad. He can grease himself up and be slick. He's slick being slick, right? And he's over there, ah, I'm going to fuck up shit and draw it, right? And then he's going around. Then I tried, Then I went and like, okay, I'm going to pick up Snatch. Yep. Then I'm going to check out Lock Stock, right? And then I was like, fucking this dude is fucking awesome. So what, then is that the point where you became just that person? Like, no matter what it releases. No matter what. I will gonna... watch a Jason Statham film. Uwe Bowles in the name of the king. I think I own it because it's <laughs> Jason Statham. Well, so it also should be established uh, that. Jesus. And it runs in the family. That's because, like, yes, I think I've seen every opening of a Jason Statham movie that's come out because, like, and my mom's like, hey, you want to go see the new Jason Statham? Yup. You want to go to the show? Yup. Let's go see a movie. Right. And so, no, it's I and there's just something so charming about the fact that you're <laughs> you it's almost you're going for your reason. She's going for her reason. And everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. That's what Statham does. He brings families together. Families together. Exactly. He's like <laughs> Disney, Coke, and like Kodak film, I guess. Bringing families together. Well, I know Mount Baldy, uh, Dustin, is a also a huge fan. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, we weren't there at the Carpenter Fest. However, I heard rumors of talk that there was nay being said again our man on the streets oh ghosts of mars i will not stand for that now i I do not speak for nightmare junkhead as a whole the thoughts and opinions expressed are by genius and genius mcgee but fuck all that noise fucking ghost of mars is the shit dude one it's got statham with hair i understand that's weird but at the same time it's statham (laughs) pam greer jc ice cube the natasha hensher clea duvall right it's the fact cast and it's got like cool like self-mutilation scenes effects by kn K and and B and B right so yeah fucking Ghost of Mars is is the shit I can understand it might not everybody's cup of tea but ain't no need for that hate fuck all that noise and like I said (laughs) and like I said next time you hear someone talk Ghost of Mars hate tell them fuck the right the fuck off so yeah I'm gonna stand for that (laughs) right biscuit right. It spread wide and far. It was incredible. I saw you guys react, and you and Dustin both immediately pulled out the like. It wasn't necessarily I'm going to Twitter, but it was more like the I've got to I've got to text someone. I got to let right. someone know about this because like man, apparently like somebody's oh. been talking shit on Ghost of Mars, and we were both like, what? And we were like dinner. Hell no. Uh, it was it see was... see what happens when we go away. See what happens when we go away. We're like, okay, cool. Maybe everything's going to be all right. No, next thing we know, come back like, what the hell's going on here? There's uh, the Ghost of Mars hate. And I'm, mm. again, I as I'm going to mention it here, I really did try to <laughs> get Ghost of Mars to close because you would have gone Escape from New York, uh-huh. Escape from L.A. And Ghost of Mars. Which was supposed to be Escape from Mars. Right. But unfortunately, Escape from L.A. didn't do all that well. And I'm hoping it played well because CGI aside, it's campy fun. Yeah, it is. It's his grindhouse film. It is his I mean, grindhouse it, film. That that is his space grindhouse. That's his. I think that's his homage to like the old Italian. Mm, well, 
Speaking of old Italian, apparently the um, es- uh, Escape from the Bronx trailer mm-hmm. killed, killed. Uh, people just uh, apparently lost it. I yeah. was like, okay, that's a good sign that's then. That's why we need. Hey there, buddy. I'm telling you, next year should be Body Bags, Escape from New York, and Starman. I mean, uh, Body Bags, uh, Escape, Ghost of Mars. I was about to say Escape from Mars and, and Starman. I think we close with Starman. Oh, yeah. Close with with some, with some tears, with some tears, some cathartic tears, because Starman is the shit, and it's got my boy Buck Flowers in a non hobo role. Yeah, yeah, he's actually well employed, mm-hmm. and Sans facial hair as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unsettling. It's unsettling, <laughs> but needless to say, apparently it's a damn near sold out. I think it like Bravo. every film played wonderfully. So now, awesome. again, congratulations. We wish we were there. Of course, I mean, we really do. But like this weekend, I wouldn't have traded it. Now, there will be next year's Carpenter Fest. Absolutely. But maybe we'll see some Statham. But the good, good thing with Statham, though, is he is not afraid of going into any kind of genre, Mm-mm. be it action, horror, sci-fi, drama. drama. Uh-huh. He's very he's very versatile. And he's <gasps> he's just he's he's charismatic. And he knows when to bring the camp factor. You know, he's very, he, he's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. He knows what he is. He knows how he can sell it. He knows what people enjoy about him. Yeah. He's, and I think, from all intents and purposes, he's a decent dude. I haven't heard anything. Uh, of course, I'm show, I'm biased. Sure. Because it's yeah. Jason Statham, right? But at the same time, you know, I haven't heard anything. In it. Oh, he's going around grabbing asses. Or, oh, he's a bad tipper. Or, you know, or anything like that. For all intents and purposes, he seems like a genuine dude. I like to think he's like his Chef Chelios, this character. Or like, you know, he the, his character in Transporter when he's just sitting there just chilling in some French via. That's fair. That's fair. Making that's... orange juice. <laughs> so for swim, love. Right, taking off his shirt at random times inappropriately because that's what Jason Statham do. Well, at one point in the film, it's like uh, when is he gonna take it off? And there he is, shower scene. Check out my cutters, <laughs> right there. Those muscles, right there. Those pelvic cutters. So you're gonna combine Jason Statham. Just the charismatic Jason Statham. And a big fucking shark. Sold. Sold. Even at the premise. Because I, I didn't hear about it from the Joe Blow days. Now, I even so the, the first in thing, I didn't even know it was a book series. I This is one of those that has been on my radar because of the JoeBlow.com, the AinItCool.com, but specifically Chud.com was one I always, for those of you that remember, on the left-hand side, a little newsreel column, you would click on it because... I'm pretty sure the runner of the site, I think his name was Nick Nunzietta, was trying to get the film made based on the slew of novels out there. And to see it in development hell for so long, from the nascent days of when people, that's when those, the salad days of those fanboy websites, to to seeing it go from like various uh, distribution companies to finally then realize it's happening. It's been a pretty spectacular journey because I feel like I've gotten older with it. Because I mean, this is like 1997, and that that when oh, I wow. first was Since like back then. Yeah, so I've gone at least a decade knowing <sighs> that this film was ideally going to get made to then finally seeing it. So this is almost like a Masters of the Universe type situation where you're kind of familiar with the thing. You've been with it and for then a while. Like, while. Okay, let's hope. 
Let's see what this movie is all about. And I did see this one in the theater. Uh-huh. Which I know, of course. Oh, of course did. I did. Uh, opening weekend. As we're probably in bathing suits and everything. <laughs> I heart JS on there. But I'll say it right now. I do remember enjoying the movie, mm-hmm. but not really loving it. That being said, this is the first time now rewatching it since then. I really dug it this time. This one mm-hmm. played a lot better for me. And I think it's because of my expectations going in, again, built on this right. long journey being had. But it's a giant shark. I am I grew up, we've grown up on these shark films, the shark exploitation films. You know, uh-huh. we do have expectations. And I, I guess I, with a giant shark, I expected a giant body count. Right. But then I realized... It's PG-13. Because ah. you need to be able to... For the youngsters, the whole yes. wide world, yeah. Plus, there's probably a lot of limitations which you can and can't do with when distributing across the overseas, as we have recently seen. Oh, absolutely. And this was the co-production with China. And there you have then... You have a lot of the Chinese actors, uh, the Chinese product placement that probably plays on a Wayne's World-like level that we're not familiar with. Um, But actually, I mean, again, politics aside, um, I think it was a good joint venture just because it brought the Meg to the screen. Right. And and then, yeah, so sometimes if you, you have to make, cut a little corners, we're not going to have a high body count, but we're going to focus more on Jason Statham, you know? And so I think he does well. But again, bias aside... I'm down with Jason Statham movies, and when I heard Jason Statham versus the giant fucking shark, I was down on board. I was, I too, mm-hmm. was expecting a higher body count, right? I was like, PG-13, okay, right? But let's see what they do, because we've seen some PG-13 movies that are fucking mean. We've seen PG movies but, that are mean. Yeah, so I didn't know what to expect. This is lighthearted and fun, and this almost feels like a B-monster movie, you know? A big-budget sci-fi horror yep. movie. Yep. And at the minute, I'm like, this is what it's going for. Cool. Yep. Right? We got a big, larger-than-life, superhero-esque, sub-Mariana Trench <laughs> rescue diver, right, as our main hero versus, like, a giant prehistoric shark. With a huge budget, because everything looked really, really good. That's just it. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated this viewing was the real boats, mm-hmm. the real helicopters, beyond, of course, not being able to give us a... Real giant megalodon. <laughs> but everything else, very practical, very real, very high budget. Yeah. And even the even the CGI of down in the ocean, Ooh. or some of the real like ocean cinematography, because I'm sure they had some stuff. Of course. But when they go down and beyond the mariana train first of all fuck all that noise well this is again why the safety of the own the own the own home but throughout the film it's like yeah you would not find yourself there. oh this hell is, no you don't have to this is not like one of those things where a real situation where you get the anxiety because this could happen to you right this is not happening to you no first of all and, and it's not even talking about being at the bottom of the ocean floor where we shouldn't belong anyway Okay, nothing good is about the bottom of the ocean floor. Nothing, everything worse is beneath it. Nightmares and the old ones. Exactly. Anyway, it's not even about that. I'm not even going to be down there. I'm not even going to be in the facility that's underwater to lead down there. I'm not even going to be on the boat to get to the above like oil rig to get to the facility. I'm skipping all the steps. I'm not going. Uh-uh. 
I've been on a cruise. Uh-huh. I've been out on the open waters. I did hadn't really hung out with you all that much before then. <laughs> this was kind of post the AD, I believe. I, I'm kind of glad because since you've been a friend in my life, an influence, there's several times now where I'm walking Charlie and she's got like she doesn't want to go down a specific like nature trail. Uh-huh. Normally I'm in the past I'm like, no, no, we're going my way. I think about it. What would genius do? Right. Nope. The dog sense is evil. The dog the animal's the first to know. Pippin, yep. going back to this movie, yep. Pippin was like, No, there's a shark. I ain't going in that water. Right? No. So again, don't put myself in a situation that genius wouldn't find himself in. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get you a WWJD bracelet. <laughs> you're, I have to be like a grandmaster in chess with what, where you just so you're not gonna be in the water, so mm-hmm. you'll never put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. Now again, but I've got that kind of anxiety because again, I we were raised with these kind of movies. Uh, Jaws terrorized so many people and. There's a lot of Jaws homages in this movie, yes. be it some of the set pieces, and I mean... Almost with the Jaws franchise, because there's even part three homages in this movie all over it. And that makes sense, because at this point, you almost have to pull from Jaws, mm-hmm. but there are so many more shark exploitation films out there now, be it like The Reef, uh, the sequel to The Reef. But the direct, but the, the this one has an interesting pedigree with the director because mm. the director directed Cool Runnings. Wow! Right? Okay. He directed um, National Treasure. Right. More of a more of a make protector an one, right? But he also directed While You Were Sleeping. Um, he John John Turtletob. Oh yeah. my gosh! Really? Yeah. Holy! Oh yeah! That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's not a traditional giant shark B-movie no. director. It's not mm. like they got Dante. No. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. That's why I think this is oh, this is still a horror movie. It's a giant it's a shark, giant shark absolutely thing. But also leans more towards Jason Statham and his action prowess. Yeah. And that's why there's not a giant body count because I think like – that's not the director for a high body count. That makes sense. He's playing to his audience. Yeah. No, that's that's actually good because this is a PG thirteen rate. There might be an R rated cut for all we know out there. I'd love to see it. I would. Lo- I'll even go Eli Roth's The Meg at some point in time. Give it time. Give it time. We'll get there. But he actually pretty much he balances the the, the cast pretty well. I think. And going through it this time actually. The we had some is... surprises. Right. Yeah. It's like loaded with a number of like pretty good little character actors. But one of the first faces we see is um the character by goodness the wife? gracious. Yes, uh Lori in this one. And she seemed vaguely familiar for some reason. So Jessica McNamee? Yes. And <sighs> the Meg is an hour and fifty-three. Really should be about an hour and 35 because at yeah. a certain point, I yeah. went to the MDBA and I looked at her particular IMDb because I was like, where do I know her from? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we just we did an actual episode on Patreon mm-hmm. on Mortal Kombat because she was Sonya Blade. She was. She was. And then going further back into her IDB, we did another episode with her in it because she is the one that he hooks up with. The goth girl. The goth girl, Mia, uh, in The Loved Ones. Mind blown. Right? 
again, the journey taken with the Meg was a journey taken with that particular actor. And we and then we had Rain Wilson from The Office. Now, The Office is it, it's an, I've seen, seen that for me too. Okay, good. I, I know feel... of it. I know the gist of it. My brother loves it. Okay. But then, yeah, it's got it's uh, we're the minorities in right? this one. But let's who else is in this? So we had Ruby Rose. Now, Ruby Rose, I was familiar with initially because I was watching Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. when she was introduced, but I know mo- a number of us were introduced to her uh, through John Wick 2. Yeah. Yeah, she was great in John Wick 2. And so I and then I I watched the first season of Orange is the New Black and I'm like, "Ah, right." And then I never got around to watch her Batwoman show, but from what I heard, it was cool. And the pictures that I seen, she looked fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And then who else was in the cast? They were like, "Oh yeah, um, oh Masi Oka, for, uh, who played Toshi, was from he, he played Hero in Heroes. In Heroes, and I was like, ah, oh, because I've always that was one of my favorite characters. Was it? Yeah, before I stopped watching the show, because you know I've heard. I and again, that's and I've seen that for me. I, I understand season one is like stellar. Yeah, and then beyond that, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Cliff Curtis. Holy shit, Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis, probably one of our better character actors of our time, and yeah. just. He's a chameleon. He he's he can be on the Mount Run, the Mount Rushmore of um more uh recent character actor. It's that guy. guy. He's in everything. We probably last talked about him on our main feed uh through Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that always kills me is his role in Training Day as one of the gangsters at the very end. And he's just, he can do everything, anything, and he's such a welcome presence that we were just like, oh! oh but this isn't his first time with Jason Statham. He was in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's I, that's my, that, so that's the only Fast and Furious film I've ever seen. That's the only one you really, really need to see. That's the outlier one, if you're not into it. But I'll tell you what, the caper ones are fucking dope. I, yeah, I understand, like, around part five is what I should probably go ahead and get into. Yeah. But I also remember the first one was built around, like, Ray, illegal street racing. And stolen DVD players. Yeah, and then they're stealing safes. And then stealing entire buildings. And stealing, like, satellites. And getting into space. Yeah, right. I, actually, I... I know I'd have a blast with the like the campy journey, but Hobbs and Shaw is great. Hobbs and Shaw is the one you don't need to know anything else. Well, and so I liked the crew. Mm-hmm. I had fun with them. So it's like, okay, so who's going to be the ones that 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 you know don't make it out here? The red shirts. And what had happened this time, and especially with um, when the initial sacrifice happens with um, the guy from Heroes, mm-hmm. Jonas was right. Jonas. It's really sad, and yeah, they actually is. take time to mourn some of the losses. And for a you know big budget, campy CGI fest, that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You don't usually happen thing. have that happen. Normally, it's straight into the action or like let's get revenge. But they like they took the time to like honor the dead it and was, the fallen. It was it was very it was a welcome thing. It really, it really was sweet because they did take the time. To like hey, I'm writing to my wife just in case he still had hope but he was like you know i might die right but then he sacrificed himself and it was a very tender moment because you didn't want any of them to no die. at that point because chemistry between each other they're doing them. the little Cause the whole like uh 20 minutes till insertion insertion right they had that whole like little back and forth joke their little fighting octopus hand gestures it was great it was great it was great um it also establishes the whole concept of being under pressure mm-hmm. when you're going, Mm-mm. and that's I've seen. I've seen Miguel Ferrer in Deep Star Six. Oh, 
That is not good. It undoes you. Yeah, it's it does. Terrifying. Yeah, it does. Again, of everything that you can't see, can't experience again. When you get on that z-axis, that's when things get very scary. Uh-huh. There are moments in the movie where you get those shots where they're sinking into the water. Fuck no, especially because they're the, these. I don't know if they're like more technologically advanced. There has to be, but at the same time, I don't know what like the latest equipment in subterranean underwater apparatus. You're not subscribed to that or, newsletter, right? No, but um, the way that they're like subs, submarines go down in the ocean. You, it's like a glass bottom sub because you can see it's gyroscopic. You can see everything all around you, and, it, and when you've got your feet in the view as well. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. No, especially next thing you know, you see the shark come up at you. Fuck that. Fuck all that noise. And there's actually a really good shot in the movie. There's a lot of actually really good shots. There's, well, and the one initially when they're like making their way down, and especially just when you've got the sun hitting yeah. real light. And there's just the dark yeah. as they oh. sink down into ah. the- uh, it was it's beautiful, but also terrifying at the same terrifying. time. It's nature, especially it's when you, nature. And another cool shot is at the beginning when the first explosion, the one that the Megalodon, the first appears with Jason Statham. When you see the shark in the silhouette yep. of the, the yep. fire, um, the set pieces were good. The shot when, and it was actually proper, made me like ah, uh, when he tries to bite the girl in the, the tubing uh, area. The tubing area. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, a lot of just the shark attacks. Well, you've got the initial set piece. The big one is when they're tagging him, a la Jaws. And mm-hmm. this is where you have, I mean, from the get-go, it's very much, hey, this is our, this is our, the updated version right. of that. You know, instead, instead of, of brute- barrels, we're using, like, te- oh, we're, we're using, like, rafts and shit, <laughs> trackings. It, it works, it works. But I was impressed with it because, again, they look to be in real water, using real boats, and doing real stunts. And I guess I wasn't anticipating it again this time. There was this again. It maybe I'm, now I'm looking back. It's like, did it make that little of an impression on me that first time? That this next time I'm like, like oh yeah, it's working much better. And I think it's because it is more action oriented. Mm-hmm. And I think I went in wanting a little bit more, more horror. horror. Yeah, because they labeled it as horror. You yeah, know, but it is, even though it is a Jason Statham movie, you know, it's still like, oh, is this Jason Statham's no stranger to action horror? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Ghost of Mars. But <laughs> speaking of, let me ask you, um, what do you think of the little kid? Because little kids can make or break a film. I liked her. I thought she was adorable. I Especially had no with problem. Little yeah. Cat ears, and she's walking around with little, little wings. angel wings, and like her light up shoes, and she's like, you know, hey, crazy man, don't let my mom die. You're like, okay, cool. You know, she was, and she was always there, just being like cool. She was just a cool little girl. I'm not gonna lie, she's kind of the audience surrogate for mm-hmm. me. Just the one that was just on the periphery. Yeah. No, I really liked her in this. I thought she had really good chemistry with Jason Statham. Me too. I love their interactions <laughs> together. I kind of want them all to be able to, if we have. Because we do have a sequel coming up. The Meg 2. We're going to have like f- family adventures at this point. You know, she's maybe aged a little now. So she's going to be joining a little bit more in the uh, the shenanigans. I like the scene where they were almost fishing with Jason Statham. When they were trying in one scene to uh, tie up the Meg. Mm-hmm. And then he's on a rope. And just enough and to not get him. I was like, okay. I knew that scene was coming eventually because... It's Jason Statham and the shark. <laughs> but I wasn't ready for quite the level of almost um, foghorn leghorn amount of 
space because it was just like you know how when he goes and he makes sure that he has the distance just enough before he beats the dog's ass to get away from it <laughs> you know i'll say i'll say i'm gonna beat this shock in the face right so <laughs> never thought of that foghorn leghorn style of preparation that's actually very impressive <laughs> You, and it works though, because you still get the little bit. You're you're pulling your feet up, right? And it's because I'm pulling my feet up too. And the same thing when like, first of all, and in any shark movie, there's gonna be they're gonna go into the cage. Fuck all that noise. <laughs> but this cage, I'm like with Statham. I don't know if I would trust that plastic tube, but I'm sure space age polymers. I'm not even again. I'm not even gonna be on that boat to what? even go in the cage. <laughs> what again? Shark. Statham goes into the cage. Right. So like, <laughs> no, you're going to blow your voice. out. I know. I'm trying to use it sparingly. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I'll go. I'll go even one better. The the little kid was great. The Kittner kid homage we get in this one stole damn near stole the movie from me. <laughs> that because... was the audience surrogate for me, because if you go back in time <laughs> and I'd probably be there. fucking Well, one, I know I wouldn't be in the water. Because I've been like, uh, I'm not cool with the waters for a, Even for at a, young a while. Age. For a while. But I would probably, through all that shit, I'd probably still have that popsicle. His devotion to that popsicle, man. <laughs> that tickled me Plus to no end. fat getting again. I can like, yeah, I can, I can relate. Representation does matter, but not when it's like funny and sad. Oh, salt water be damned on that thing, man. He's just like, as you said, <laughs> it's this, going to be my last meal. I'm savor that shit. Hey, if I'm going to be eating, I might as well be eating something, too. Circle of life. Uh, candy is Danny. Makes the death go quicker. Well, we can say this. This movie is not traditionally Stephen King approved. Animal Stephen King approved. Uh, but there is. it's definitely adjacent. And that's when you get the... And anytime you get the... You know, when the shark... I don't mind the shark killing the people. I'm right. rooting for that. Oh, yeah, me too. But... but when the shark, because they gives, they establish, oh look, it's the beautiful humpback whale named something or other, <laughs> right? And then, oh, and look, there's her beautiful daughter Lucy, woo, woo, right? And then, like next thing you know, like Lucy's trying to bang into the door, like bang into the thing, like help me, help me, help me, and like where's the mom? And then oh, just eats Lucy. And you're like, fuck, it just ate a baby whale. All in front of our little kid as well, right? <laughs> I'm like the kid too. I'm like holy shit! I don't have the same like if any like oh puppies kitties. You know I can't do a lot for whales. I feel bad for them. I don't want them to die, right? Especially baby ones mauled by a shark. Fortunately, there are CG that's baby just it. whales because but at the same time they're realistic looking baby whales. And let's go back last year when we watch Orca because that was not a no. There's no ones and zeros in what we saw no. there. That was awful. I almost <laughs> had like Orca flashbacks of what was going on i'm like now in another movie fucking you'd see the way the mama whale fucking get all beefed up and just re <laughs> be right like hopefully that happens in meg too i was gonna say that's just it she's gonna come out at the very end right all scarred up fucking wielding like like she sharpened her fins Right? She's got a whole crew of whales, fucking giant squids. Actually, Cause against surprise squidly diddly. Fucking, there's a lot of animal violence, but it's aquatic animal violence. The dog doesn't die. And it's aquatic CGI animal violence. Right. So it's like, okay, cool. Because we were waiting for like, oh no. And when we first see the, the scientists go down in the water to rescue the submarine, because something happened. It's probably a megalodon. Right? And 
Next thing you know, something attacked my ship. Boom. Something attacked my ship on the other side. Boom. Right? Next thing, room tentacles are like coming over. And I forgot about that. And I'm like, oh, hey. Awesome. This movie's got everything. It's Jason Statham, Squidly Diddly, fucking sharks. Right? And the best kind of Squidly Diddly. Surprise Squidly Diddly. The best or the worst, depending on where you lie on the squiddly diddly. Weirdly enough, I had a very much a plate of shrimp moment because I was thinking about, again, as things are happening, the void, and I'm like, oh, that has some surprise squiddly diddly. And then all of a sudden, the boom, I'm like, it's meant to happen. Yep. It's meant to happen. Yep. But it's also calamari in a way as... Because it doesn't last long. Not at all. Oh, I'm like, oh <laughs> goodbye, squiddly diddly. <laughs> And we get easy come, easy go with the squiggly diddly. You never know what's gonna happen. As we've seen in the untamed, angels to some, demons to others when it comes to squiggly diddly. And then we get another homage as again we get Pippin via you know, justice for Pippin in the <laughs> yep. first one. No anxiety needed people. Pippin makes it out alive. Although, I don't mind spoiling. Although that. they make it they make it seem like he's gone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But then like towards the end, like, hey, it's Pippin! Because it gives him a great look with Jason Tin, like, there's a dog out here, right? Whose dog is this off the leash? <laughs> there's laws, he's pissing and shitting everywhere. You know? I'd like to think Jason Statham would be good on the, the, the etiquette with that. I hope he rescued him and instead of just leaving him out there to fucking paddle. You're on your own, mate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and again, fishing with Statham was cool, but then when they were uh, fishing with the shark tank, that my legs kind of went up a little bit when he was like, oh, 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 oh. and I was like, no, 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 no. Um, the fact that there's multiple Megs. Is that like multiple? Oh, no, please, no. We're... I can smell your chum, right? And like. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not sure if that should be edited or not. No, no, it's staying in because I can't decide if it's like just the worst thing you've ever said or the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> uh, multiple mags, yes, multiple mags. Uh, uh, would you chum me? <laughs> oh wait, chum me. Do it I and say them. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Monty. <laughs> I gotta get over the giggle. Dancing monkey, come on. <laughs> Would you jump me? Oh, jump me. I jump me so hard. My God, my God. Yes, we get multiple Megs, and it's a nice surprise. And from. <laughs> it's surprise multiple Megs. <sighs> That's the worst kind of Megs, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I think we've established no in advance. The surprise stuff does not work, okay? <laughs> you don't start off with bus stuff. And you gotta watch out for surprise multiple eggs. We're we're establishing life lessons exactly throughout our exactly, and it's always our time with like either giant monsters or the stuff beneath the sea. It's because the minute you're off the food chain, you're fucked. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Oh, uh. <laughs> that went off real fast. Um, it okay. The multiple, the second. Oh, speaking of, hold on. Uh oh, we're speaking of multiple eggs and like you know, which chum mate, right? Got to give a shout out. The lead singer Q Lazarus passed away. I saw that. Yeah. No, it's very so. sad. I, I mm -hmm. mean, you want to talk about a legacy left behind. With one song. One fucking song. It's changed a lot of people's lives <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. And another thing that we need to probably retire um, is maybe another impression possibly. Yeah. <laughs> we've, uh, 
the, the, yeah, we'll, we, we'll have to retire that guy. Okay, that's fair. We'll, that's fair. Well, unofficially. Least, unofficially. Prepare at least. He might. It just, when appropriate. Right, when, when, when necessary. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I got to put away my fake teeth. <laughs> other thoughts, because I do have a number of other things I want to talk about on, on your, your bit there. No. So, <laughs> no. Well, that sounds bad. No. Okay, so we have a joint uh, U.S.-Chinese venture in this film. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize there was a third entity in this one, as it turns out. This movie has to be big in Italy. Yeah. Because I had forgotten of the eye trauma involved in terms of... Giant eye trauma. And it's what we wanted. We wanted Jason Statham... To stab a shark in the eye. Barehanded. Right. Like, severing me damned. You Missiles couldn't take him nope. down. Depth charges couldn't take him down. Fucking helicopter. That helicopter attack was rad. Oh, that was a surprise. That was... That surprise was, helicopter attack. That was cool. That yeah. was cool. Um, That didn't work. And so what's going to do? Jason Statham just has to take matters into his own hands. And he goes full cheat, fucking stabs that bitch in the eye. Just like, ah! <laughs> it's glorious. It's yeah, fantastic. It it's gratuitous in a PG-13 CGI way. And then it gets torn up by sharks. Like all the other sharks, like, thanks, Jason Statham, right? You saved us from a feeding frenzy, right? And the buffet's on me. Right. <laughs> oh, you can eat tuna buffet. Does that look like a shark that's been fully said? Like, Mark, that could have been me. Uh, good lord yeah and it, it ends it ends wonderfully it ends wonderfully in fact so much so that it could also then appeal to our french folks as well mm-hmm. fiend fiend that's ah. funny uh, but it's funny because fin sharks uh. Uh, uh, uh. it's a funny it's a joke <laughs> jason statham jokes and i understand if this isn't your kind of movie because it is a little campy it is a little silly, but it does take itself seriously, so it's kind of all over the place, and yeah. I think maybe that's why you bring in John Turtletob, because he's going to kind of balance that all out. With the goof, because he, he's one of the actors that can rein Nicolas Cage in. He's the one that can balance that's between fair. the action, the comedy, and the madness that's going yeah. on. And so I think with, not saying, Jason Statham, he knows what he needs to do, but he can be a cartoon if he needs to be, because he's a funny dude. Right. Yeah. But like and the fact that some of the characters take it serious and some of the characters are over top, but it balances well. It and does. even amongst a big giant shark and even when it has like its Godzilla moment where it's like, you know, we've messed with nature and things we don't understand. We should, you know, how? Right. Well, well and then I think like even watching then the scene where he. You expect all the chaos to hit with the, the Kittner kid, with the giant balloon, the guy in the balloon or the that inflated thing. And you know what? There had to have been like people. Be, we saw people get eaten. They did. Absolutely. People got eaten, Absolutely. but we didn't see like splatter. Sure. It wasn't Alejandro Aja's piranha. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> that was a great chaos scene. This was and it wasn't quite the Batman chaos scene. It wasn't the chaos scene that I wanted. It wasn't even the chaos scene that it deserved. I think it was the chaos scene that it needed yep. to be. It played to the PG-13 crowd. Right. So where the younger audience is not going to, tr- hopefully won't traumatize them. Well, well there's some scary shit. There's it, some intense things where I was like, yee. And I guarantee if this is someone's like first kind of a shark film, it's a la Jaws will probably scare them a little. It's a good entry yeah. into the shark exploitation. But then I'd like to think then anyone above 13 can still appreciate mm-hmm. the statham of it. The statham. The horror adjacentness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, the cool kind of cast and crew that we had with that. And there's giggles. There's there's a lot of giggles. 
Mm-hmm. I had this was this was a nice way. In fact, we opened up Kaijun this year with Rampage, which was kind of a bigger Big budget, budget, yeah, bigger star. And I'm not saying we'll do this all the time, but it's kind of nice to almost start that way just to see. That we end really low budget and weird. That's just it. <laughs> we start with the bigger budget again, appealing to the all quadrants if we can. Right. To then we're going to sp- specify and appeal to like that three people out there that like a very specific niche kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. what's cool though with shark exploitation. Yeah. There's a lot out there. There is a lot. A lot. Now it should be noted next week's episode, I believe we'll be having a special guest. Yes. Okay, that is any we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. TV, we'll TBA, see. TBA. 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 Uh but no, I final thoughts on the Meg there, genius. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. This is I'm glad we dipped our toe initially into the water Stay this way. Uh-huh. Now we're going to have to go. Uh, oh, this is the worst part. We're going to have to get like up to our midsection, man, with this next one. Yeah, we are. That one's <laughs> tough. That one's tough. So what will it be? Tune in next week to find out. And until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius Maggie. And we'll see you in your dreams. Yeah.